Hello, world, and welcome to Cartridge Club Portable. I'm your host, Curtis Freisel, and this month, my very special guest is none other than the godfather of the Cartridge Club itself, Vintage Video Game Geek. How you doing, Vintage? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm great. I'm excited to be doing this very first episode of CC Portable. So thank you for coming on and being my very first very special guest. I'm saying very too much very. Are you nervous, Curtis? I don't think so. Uh, I think I'm confident that this is going to go well. This is why I brought out the big guns with you. Are you nervous? No, you t but you did tell me you were nervous right before we started the recording. You're not supposed to speak about those <laughs> things, Vintage. You're not supposed You're pulling back the curtain. Don't pay attention <laughs> to the man behind the curtain. What are you well, doing just, here? You're derailing it. I just want to assure you that this is going to be fantastic. You're a natural at this. You know, you're, th this, this, this podcast was just meant to be. In fact, I wanted to ask you, how did this whole thing get started? Well, I play a lot of portable games myself, and I was bummed that there wasn't more in the regular Cartridge Club Prime rotation. I mean, there was a few. They played Pokemon, and oh gosh, what else did they play? I don't know. A couple here and there, but for the most part, they got neglected. And I thought, well, why don't we just separate them and make it easier for people to play? You know, people like Matt Bandy, who love portable games and, you know, oh, man, that plays guy. That the majority guy. of the game he plays is, is portable. That guy's that guy is a showboater. He's he's playing through Donkey Kong a second time, and he has ninety nine guys. I think it's great. That's good for the CC Portable. What a punk! <laughs> Matt Bandy. So is you a saw punk. you saw you saw a need, and you you devised this way to meet the need in the in the community. Mm -hmm. Yes, well said. And then did. Did what did you have to do? Like, did you have to talk to the cartridge bros? Did they have to give this their blessing? Like, what does that process look like? Is there some kind of a trial that you have to undertake? <laughs> no, uh, no. I uh, I I talked to P one and uh, I said, hey, listen, uh, screw P 2s opinion. What do you think about this CC yeah. portable? And he's like, I love it. Green light, boom, and we were off and running like the next month. Done, done, done. All right, is that enough banter for you? I think that's plenty of banter. Thank you okay. very much, Vintage Video Game Geek. So let's get to the CC Portable Game of the Month. For our inaugural CC Portable game, we played Donkey Kong for the original Game Boy, otherwise known as Donkey Kong 94, as it was released in 1994. Vintage, was this your first time playing Donkey Kong, or had you played it before? Um, I had never played it before, although... I did own the game when when you had picked it, huh. and I, I I heard about it uh, first through GameStreety One. Oh. He he did a review on his channel many many years ago, uh, and and when I had seen the video, I thought it looked like a cool game, and then I remember picking it up at a retro store for pretty cheap. Like I feel like I only paid five bucks for it. Right. Yeah. No. It's what does a pretty, it, what does it go game. for nowadays? Were, I would know? say maybe ten to fifteen is okay. probably the the going price. Well, that's still a good good price for the scheme because there's a lot here. 
Right. Yeah. Now, did you know what the game was before you played it? Okay. Well, yeah, because I saw the video, I knew it was something more. But before that, I had seen it out in the wild. And, and I think like a lot of people, I just thought, oh, well, this is just a crap arcade port of, you know, the the original like three or four levels mm-hmm. just um, on, on a Game Boy cart. Right. Because there are there are some of those out there. Yeah, um, totally. So There's I a had lot no of idea. So I just passed this up many times until I had found out like, oh, no, there's actually like 10,000 levels in this game. Sure. Well, that's an interesting point that we will get to in a second. But before we do, let's describe the game so our listeners, if they're unfamiliar with the game, know what we're talking about. So this is a single screen puzzle platformer. Would you say that's an apt description, Vintage? I would. Okay. So and, And really, it's the next evolution of the... Uh, original Donkey Kong arcade cabinet. You got the um, single screen levels where you're trying to get to the top. Not in every level. A lot of most of the levels in this, you're you're trying to get a key to get through a door. But it's similar play mechanics to the original Donkey Kong arcade cabinet. There are now, yeah, yeah. I is it fair to say it's single screen because there aren't there parts of it that are like scrolling. Yeah, but for the most part, I would say it's single screen. It just, you know, I mean, how well, would you but, describe that? It's it's well, not like I, Zelda where it it moves to a different screen. It's no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It just kind of scrolls over. So the original arcade game is literally just one screen and you move around that one screen. Correct. But th- this is, uh, there are some screens that are a little bit bigger. And so as you like move to the left or right, the it kind of follows you, but yeah, you, you don't go to like another room or something. Right. Right. It's all like in the same area. It might be, you know, like two game boy screens tall or two game boy screens wide instead of one. Yeah. So, uh, back to the game, there are nine worlds in this game, each providing a new mechanic and ending with another showdown with DK himself. So you got a boss fight at the end of each world. And what's great about this and what was highly touted at the time of its release is its compatibility with the Super Game Boy, um, which I believe you played it on the Super Game Boy, correct, Vintage? I did. I did. I I started on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. um, And that that was fine. I I think I did the first two worlds on that. Um, But I was sitting here playing it in my game room, uh, and I'm not getting any younger, and so... I was starting to get agitated with the size of the screen and I was getting very, very crotchety and like gr- almost grumpy. And I said, and I said to myself, self, you know, why don't you just put this in the super game boy and see how that goes. And when I did it, I, I just, I loved it and I didn't want to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't blame you because it, you, you get a really cool arc arcade cabinet border around the mm-hmm. game. It, so, mm-hmm. uh, that that's neat. I don't know if there's any other games that are compatible with the Super Game Boy that do that. I'm sure there are. I think Kirby has a, a different border, but I think that's the only one that actually looks like an arcade cabinet. But uh, the con- yeah, the controls were tight. Like either way, like if you're playing it on the the GBA or you know what I don't know. I didn't play it on the original, but I assume yeah. that on all the different ways of playing it, I mean. I, I had no issue with controls. It felt really good. 
No, and you really can't. I mean, can you imagine if there was an issue with the controls? <laughs> that, 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 I mean, once you get up into the higher levels, that game it gets tough, especially with the jumping yeah. and the timing of everything. You know, it's yes, and those stupid bridges that uh, you know will disappear. Oh after yeah, a certain amount of time. Yeah, and and that's funny because like with the bridges, I, I a lot of times don't play without the audio. And so I can't hear that. And then, you know, it goes away. Yeah, you got to have that. And it would just scare the crap out of me. So that's pretty much the game in a nutshell if you're unfamiliar with it. Uh, if we're trying to talk you or coerce you into playing it, and that's the reason you're listening to this podcast, that's what you're getting yourself into. Um, yeah. Can I, can I add something here? Please. Actually, I want I want to drill down a little bit more. <laughs> where, where, where you talk about the worlds and the the new mechanics that are introduced. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, I, I wonder if we could kind of talk about some of those mechanics. Now, you you start the game, yeah. and you're able to do everything, correct? Yeah. If you know how to do all the like, tricks, you can. They don't force you to do it like they do in right. some of the later worlds. The first one that I'm thinking of is is the jumping mechanics. The, can you the talk jumping a little bit about that? Um, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, you can regular jump. You can jump onto your hands and do like a handstand. And then when you jump off of your hands, you get kind of a higher jump, which mm -hmm. you do need to master in the late game. I did that a ton. Oh yeah, the, the the handstand jump. Yeah. Oh yeah. What about the the like the double and the triple jump? Because I had the hardest time doing that. You did. I I could not I could not master that, and I just was praying that I could get by with the handstand jump. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't use the triple jump too much. I often found that like when I would do it, it was more by accident than on purpose. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Me too. Yeah, um, but that's one of the cool things about the game is that Mario has all these different abilities, and like you said, you start the game, if you know how to do them, you can just do them right away. Right. You know? Um, but going, going through the first time, I had no idea. I just I was like, okay, jump. Right. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I kind of understand I can pick up some guys. Sure. But one of my frustrations was that you can't pick up every enemy. And it was almost this trial and error kind of thing right. of, okay, some I can jump on and pick up. Some I can jump on, I can't pick up. Some I jump on and I die. <laughs> but that's you know? kind of that's kind of yeah. fun, though. You know, like I like yeah. discovering that. And honestly, right. the right. game gives you so many lives, it, it, oh, it doesn't no. matter. I mean, you're never going to run out of lives. If you run out of lives, you suck at this game. Because it basically just gives you free lives at every corner, you know? Yes. Um, um, the, it, it gives you lives through, like, there's mini games. The, the bonus stuff, lives right. in the, within the levels. Right. I mean, certain levels, you know, and if this is a single screen, have a one-up in it. So if you just keep dying, you can just keep getting that one-up and you're never running out of lives. Yes, I've done that. And there's a lot of levels like that. But back to the mechanics for a second. What's yeah. cool yeah. about how you learn them is it's almost got, um, you know, in Pac-Man when you get to a certain level and you get a little video, uh, or maybe that's Miss Pac-Man, you know, like how they meet and stuff. It's kind of like that in this game where 
you get a little video after each world kind of showing you the new mechanic you're about to use. Yep. Which is fun. Um, what about the one with the rope? The Where you swing on the rope? And yep. then, I like that because depending on how many times you swing is how high you're going to get or how far you're going to go. Right. There's like there's like two or three different like speeds that yeah. you, you get on this thing and you're like spinning on it like a, like a gymnast on uh, like the parallel bars or something like that. Right, right. And uh, there are a couple levels that force you to use the lesser um, speed jump, you know, so they right. don't jump as far, which is neat. I like that. Because your yeah. instinct is to just go for it and get the biggest jump, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So, and uh, any, then, I, 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 well, I'm thinking, of course, of those other boxes, but I want to leave the boxes for last. Is, is there anything else that we missed? Um, we want to talk about the hammers. Yeah, I mean, the hammers compared to the original arcade game, now you can throw them up, climb a ladder, yes. and catch it again. Yes, which uh, I thought you that have was to awesome. do in certain yeah. levels as well. I love that um, you can use them to not only kill enemies, but you you can also break bricks with them. Yep, and that and that becomes important. Yep. Um, there's also a lot of there's switches and things that you have to hit mm-hmm. to to open up doors. Um, Good stuff. All right, well, well, let's talk about the boxes. Yeah. So. I'm thinking off the top of my head. Uh, there are at least three, I think. There's the ladder one, um, where you touch this box and oh. you're able to place a ladder, um, you know, so that you can vertic- you know, you can use it to climb or go down from platform to platform. Mm-hmm. How many did you say? Three? I think there's four. You might be right. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's the ladder. Um, there's the ladder. Then there's the the platform, which Correct. is your horizontal. You can place it uh, anywhere on the board. Well, not anywhere. Like there's certain places that you can't put it, right? Because it can't go through certain things. Yeah. You have to be kind of strategic about where you place mm-hmm. it because if there's anything in the way, it'll stop between those two things. Yep. It can't go over anything. And then there's also uh, one that is just like a, a single block that you can use to – you can place it somewhere to like jump on it. Yeah, that's a fun one to use. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there's a trampoline. Yeah, or the spring. Right. Yeah. And sometimes you have to use them in tandem or like all yes. three at once before the timer runs out. But a, a, a nice little addition that you might not have noticed is – once, so say you use one, the timer starts going, right? Your time could be almost running out on that, but if you start another one, the timer starts over. So it's kind of a neat little yes. trick to give you more time. Did you and employ that tactic? Oh, yeah. yeah. You have to. There's certain levels where I think you literally have to use all four, and you have to do them in a certain order. Right, right. And, and like you said, you have to do that timing in sure. order to extend it. Otherwise, when the timer runs out, if you haven't hit the next one, they all disappear and you got to start all over. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, it was things like this that as I was playing, I just more and more I just was impressed with the game and and how how much thought and planning and strategy. I mean, they really packed this thing full of, of things to do. They did. And uh, I was impressed. All right. I think we've described the game in full. You don't even need to play it now after that. We just walked you through everything you're going to find. I, There's I think no, we're no missing surprises. something. We're missing something. Well, please, let's miss some things in case anybody wants to check it out. Because the big question I have, Vintage, is the game misleading in its representation. So earlier I asked you if you knew what the game was before you played it, and you said you didn't. Right? Uh, before I saw Gamesters video. Right. You wouldn't have known no. what the game was. And I just so, thought it was a port of the arcade game. Correct. Yeah. And my question is, is the game misleading in its representation? What do you think? I, I think it is, but unintentionally. I, th I think... I think what they should have done is called it something else. Like, I don't know, Donkey Kong Land or something to that effect. Well, there is a Donkey Kong Land. <laughs> yeah, I know there is a Donkey Kong Land. So they couldn't call it that. And that might have been misleading because you don't play as Donkey Kong. You're playing as Mario. Right. So they should have called it Mario versus Donkey Kong. <laughs> well, surprise, surprise. That's <laughs> what the sequel is called. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I, I don't know what they could have called it, but they should have called it something else to, to, to differentiate it so that people would be like, yeah. oh, hey, you know, what, what's this game about? Well, I think Mario versus Donkey Kong is a perfect title. It, it is. And that's probably why they didn't call it Donkey Kong 2. <laughs> right. Because I, I mean, yeah, we don't. I, you know, I, I, I'm not privy to what happens behind Nintendo's closed doors, but I'm sure that's why they changed the title in the second game. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, go for it. Because of the fact that it, that it was called just Donkey Kong and it was on the original Game Boy, uh, and people maybe not knowing what it was, do you believe that this game qualifies as a hidden gem? <sighs> That's a great question. One that I was actually going to ask you later. Oh, too late. Ah, you got me first. You know, uh, I, I want to say yes, but how do you say, I mean, I feel like it's one of the most popular games on Game Boy. How do you call it a hidden gem? Like, everybody seems to know about it, but they don't know about it? I don't know, right? I think, yeah, at this point in, in the game, a lot of people know about it, but yeah. maybe well, 10 years ago, maybe not. Maybe I can answer your question with this. I did a CC Portable poll to the Cartridge Club to ask yeah. them if they knew. I said, did you know Donkey Kong was an original game and not just a port of the arcade game before you played it? Now we got 33 total votes. 55% of people said they knew. 30% of people said they didn't know. And 15% of people said, say what? Like they, this is the first time they're discovering it. Um. So, so what does that say? So, well, doesn't that mean that forty-five percent didn't know? Well, 
I, I, I took it as 30% said they didn't know before they played, and then 15% of people were finding out for the first time. So, yes, I guess 45% of people didn't know. That's almost half, right? That is quite a lot. Does that make that it is a quite hidden a lot gem? For, for 2017? I, I, see, yeah. I, a lot of people don't like this term, hidden gem, but I still like it, and I, I would say that it is. Okay. Be yeah. Well, I am not the man with the answers. I am just the man with the questions. That's why I have you on here, and you seem to know what you're talking about. So we're going to qualify Donkey Kong 94 as a hidden gem. And if you got problems, take it up with Vintage on Twitter. Hey, we could have a CC debate. Is Donkey Kong for Game Boy a hidden gem? Ooh, see, now that's a, that's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> One that deserves an hour and a half long podcast, at <laughs> least. But I don't want to get away from this question just yet about is the game misleading because, as you know, I'm an avid Nintendo Power collector, and I wanted to go to Nintendo Power and see how they presented it. So when the Ooh. game was coming out in 94, what were they saying about the game? That's a great idea. So I have a couple, a couple uh, excerpts I uh, pulled up from my Nintendo Power. And to, to reference, I'm referencing uh, Nintendo Power Volume 61. For anyone that is wondering, that has Donkey Kong on the cover, so it was the cover story. So Ooh. let's let's get into this. Yeah. Uh, the you know center. What, what do you call this? The main main story. Donkey Kong, the king is back. And the first thing they say is it's a reunion. The characters from Donkey Kong have returned to relive old times, and now each is a little older and wiser. New moves, new tricks, and new levels bring a great look. To this new Super Game Boy title. Now, that to me still doesn't say that this is a different game, mm. right? I mean, it does say new moves, new tricks, new levels. Mm. But to me, new levels means you're just trying to get to the top where Donkey Kong is, not that you have to do all these puzzles to get a key to open a door. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. We need more. We need more info. We do need more. Uh, now, it, there's, there's another little quote down here that I got that says, 100 stages, all right? Remember the original Donkey Kong when you played it in the arcade? You would work your way through the same four levels over and over again? Not anymore! The new Donkey Kong starts out like the original, but changes very quickly. Nearly 100 exciting levels promise players hours of fun. So, mm -hmm. it hints that it's different, but it doesn't really explain how, right? Okay. And then uh, I want to go, so in the back of the issue, there's a review for Donkey Kong. And I just wanted to uh, read that review for everyone, see if we can get a little bit more information. So it says, yeah. the first game designed with color palettes for the Super Game Boy was inspired by one of the first ever video game hits, Donkey Kong. Favorite Nintendo hero, Mario, must grab the key, first mention of the key, and make his way through a vertical maze construction site to unlock the door and move on. His goal is to rescue Pauline, who has been ape-napped by Donkey Kong. In this new version, however, the construction site is just the beginning, and the dozens of levels you quickly, uh, and the dozens of levels quickly become very complex. If you want to learn more about how you can outwit this 800-pound gorilla, turn to this month's review. Well, I am reading the review. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. W was she really ape-napped? Because she's not an ape, right? Yeah, she would be like, uh, 
adult napped. What do you call someone? I mean, it's kidnapped, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, if she wasn't, if she was like a monkey, then maybe. But I don't know. But what's interesting about these old Nintendo powers is they give you like the pluses and the minuses, or the pros and the cons for these these games. It's always funny to read what the cons are because it's, uh, especially on these Nintendo games, they don't want to talk bad about their games. They want these games to sell, right? Wait, 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 wait. Did did that say it was the first uh, Game Boy? Or what did it say? First Super Game Boy game with like color palette. Yeah, yeah. The first game designed with color palettes for the Super Game Boy. Oh, nice. Okay, so that's that's a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It was a big that's deal, right. I guess. Big deal. So the con on this says the play control is styled after the arcade games, not the Super Mario Brothers. So it can be confusing at first. Mm, I disagree. Why? How so? Well, I mean, how is it different? I mean, you move left and right and you jump. Uh, yeah, but, you know, Mario, especially the, the any original NES one, there's a big emphasis on the running and jumping and okay, going okay, from yeah, left to right. That's you don't, true. You don't there's no, really There's no do. running. That's right. true. Right. There's no sprinting. In fact, Mario moves pretty slow in this game, if I yep. do say so myself. So... Back to the the big question, is this game misleading in its representation? I still don't feel like Nintendo Power properly advertised what it was. Did they show any, like, pictures of the levels or anything? They do. They do. So you get a sense from that, I suppose. But the way they talk about it is, like, very cryptic and mysterious, you know? Yeah. Um, And obviously there's there's more I didn't read, but... There's one major thing I feel that we have not discussed and it is the like the mid-level and the end bosses like where you where you actually fight donkey kong yeah well there's no there's no key it's basically you have to fight him and like hit him three times yeah or to move on yeah that was uh that was one of my favorite parts, actually. I loved the boss fights, oh, and I, and I loved the the mid boss fights. So it, yes. in the middle of each world, you it wasn't about defeating Donkey Kong so much as just getting to the top of the platform, a la the original Donkey oh, Kong. Oh, yes, you're right. You're right. Thank you for clarifying that. Right. The mid level, right? You just have to kind of get to Pauline. Right, and then he, Donkey Kong would run away with her, and then at the end of each world, you would actually fight Donkey Kong, where you'd have to throw barrels at him yes um and the other nice thing is at the mid-level you were given the opportunity to save your game yeah that was huge oh we gotta talk about the battery thing oh don't worry we'll get to that okay all right don't you worry okay so you know i have a i have a story about that oh well i i look forward to hearing that and i I have a perfect moment for you to tell that story okay good so yes mid-level and then end level bosses. Actually, World Nine was one of my favorites because it was like all uh, just the ascending levels where you have to get up to the top. You know, mm-hmm. in the tower. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was really fun. I like that. So, vintage. I have some more questions for you. This okay. is going to be the rapid fire round. Oh, all right. Okay. So my first question. This is a softball. As NES Complex, your former co-host of the retro rejects podcast used to say or used to ask rather is it fun remember that series uh, never heard of it <laughs> um, 
I do a little series on my channel called Does It Suck? And I would say definitely not. This game gets two thumbs up and it's very enjoyable. Two thumbs up. If you could give it a, a rating out of five, five being perfect, one being complete garbage, what would you give it? Five out of five. Five out of five. High praise. It is very no, good. No hesitation. I think I would give it a five out of five as well. You know, it, maybe not compared to all the games against today, but at the time on the Game Boy, this is 100 levels, a battery save in a, in a Game Boy game. This is great. What more could you ask for? It's chock full of fun, Curtis. Chock full of fun. Okay, so back to the questions. Who is this game for? Is this game for everyone? I, w I would say yes. Yeah? I, I think... <sighs> I think it would be difficult if I were to hand this to my um, six-year-old. Yeah. I think it might be hard for him. So do you but think my, there's like a cutoff? Mm, I, I just – I think there is a certain like cerebral aspect to it with the – you know, it's a puzzle game. Sure. Um, and so there is – because I mean there were levels where I was like – stumped for you know a few i died like several times before i actually could figure out with trial and error the order and the direction that i had to go in the level yeah um so i would say you know you need to you need to have a certain developed brain in order to in order to play this so it, it's i would say it's not for little kids but i think my nine-year-old i think she probably could do okay with it well, maybe we could get some uh, comments from the Retro Nonsense crew. I mean, how, how old is uh, Anime? She's, she's the youngest, right? Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe she could pipe in and, and, and we could get her thoughts, but uh, who knows? So, yeah. I think she just had a birthday, too, if I'm not mistaken. I could she be, be like 10 or something. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Anyway, happy birthday, Anime. Moving on. Is this a good portable game? That's, that's a question I'm going to be asking a lot on this podcast as we move into the future. Is this worthy of actually playing on a portable handheld console? Yes. Yeah, I would agree. I, it's, it's got a good pick-up-and-play mentality. Like, like you said, it's got the save feature at the half-boss. And, I mean, you can beat almost every stage, with the exception of some of the later ones, perhaps, in about a minute or two minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I found on average it took me maybe 15 to 20 minutes per world. So yeah. whatever that is. But then at the end it's not just there's not just nine worlds, right? Like is there more? Cuz no, I I, I think that's well, it. Well I I feel like at the end it just kept going and going. Like I feel like there were several well, the uh, end boss battles. Yeah, well, World Nine is really interesting because it's a, in a tower. It's a tower format, and you're literally yeah. just climbing this tower, uh, and you're fighting or you're trying to get to Donkey Kong. Mm -hmm. So it's it's sort of like a boss rush. It's a, it's kind of a play on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Might have been World Eight, or maybe it was the last level of nine, but I feel like I, I was dying so much. I had, I literally had one life left at the end of the game. 
and I, I think it was the final like nine dash whatever. The, and the I died, final and I th- confrontation with Donkey Kong. Th- that's well, I thought it was the final one, and oh. then it wasn't. <laughs> and I had one guy. Uh, and then thankfully, when I finished World Nine, I, I think I was able to pick up a few extra guys. Uh, just through like you know they tally up your score and they give you like an extra guy for every like hundred points or something yeah. like that. Then I had enough guys, and then I went to the final final boss battle mm-hmm. are we allowed to talk about what that is yeah i think it's great that that's with like the giant donkey kong right yeah like, all, how, Which, how does he become giant i was just gonna ask that how does he how does he become giant all of a sudden um but he does I don't know, like well you know what there were those mushrooms um, that's where, true. That make you smaller. So there must be mushrooms that make you bigger. Of course, he, I mean, he, I'm assuming we're near the mushroom kingdom, right? Perhaps he found the, the big mushrooms and right. Yeah. So that was, that was a very fun, uh, boss fight because you're kind of like, you're kind of almost like in between his like two arms and he's trying to like punch you and then you can kind of jump on top of his fist and then you throw something at him. Like, you know, you try to hit him in the head. Yeah. With the barrels. Did you, do you know the trick to that level? There's an easy way to, to kind of dodge everything. Uh, remind me what it would be. You got to stand on his nose. Oh yes. You can jump. Right. That's right. Stand on his nose. And I find it's it's better if you jump on his nose and you get right in the handstand position, mm-hmm. so you can jump up to the uh, the platforms above and just wait for a uh, barrel to fall. That is the exact tactic that I employed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough to it's tough to master it, but once you get it down, it's pretty easy. Did you have a favorite world? Ooh. Um... I, you know, nothing is like jumping out at me except for I, I keep thinking about like the boss fights. Okay. Did you have a favorite boss fight? I can't even remember. <laughs> you just like the boss fights in general. I, I, I did. Yeah, that um, was fun. I'll, it, I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. Like I, I liked them. I liked them all. I mean, it sounds lame, um, but every world you know, had its little theme to it mm-hmm. and every level was different. Yeah. Um, and again, as I was playing, I just was thinking to myself, you know, I was picturing like a team of, of, you know, guys and girls like sitting around a table, like, you know, planning out the stages and like, you know, sketching them out. And, mm-hmm. and I just, I just thought about like how much you could really tell like the, 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 the love and the, the commitment and sure there's, there's just so much quality in in the game. It's like, as you're playing, it's like, it's constantly something new and it makes you want to keep going, you know, to see what are they going to do next? What are they going to throw at me next? And I have to say that there at no time did I ever go to the interwebs to check. I was very tempted and I, I texted you and I was like, Hey, have you cheated? Have you looked online? And you said you didn't. So I was like, okay, well then I can't do it. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm proud to say I, I was able to do it with my own, my own 
noggin. Congratulations. So if I can do it, anyone can do it. There you go. Uh, So one last question. Did you worry about collecting Pauline's items? In each level, I guess we didn't mention this before, in each level, there's three items, three Pauline items. I believe it's a parasol, a hat, and a bow. And if you get all three, you get a bonus game at the end where you can get extra lives. Yes. Did you worry about doing that? Well, you know, that's from the original Donkey Kong as well. Is it? You know? Yeah. Th- those items are in there, um, but you can pick them up, but it just gives you extra points. Right. Not an extra life. Right. And in this, if you get all three, you get to do the bonus game, right? right. Yes. And weren't there two different bonus games? Yeah, there's several. There's the slot machine one. There's one where it's just like a circle spinning. Um <laughs> Is there anything else besides that? I don't remember. Those are the ones I recall. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, I I did make an effort to pick those up. Yeah. Uh, you know, m- I just it was a case by case basis. Yeah, I mean the only levels that I wouldn't do is if the time was going to run out. Yeah, I, I, I ran into the timer issue when I was too dumb to figure out what I had to do. <laughs> but I like <laughs> that. That's like that's another <laughs> obstacle, and and it's fun that it makes you kind of think quick, and you, you just got to make a decision and go with it, you know. And if it's the wrong way, well, then you'll probably have to do the level over again. Let me let me give a little vintage tip here because sometimes you're trying to figure out how to beat a level, yeah. and you, you've got the timer ticking down. You can't pause it because if you pause it, it like it takes you to a different screen. Mm-hmm. Smart design. However, if you hit one of those uh, one of those boxes, those four boxes, it freezes the game, and it because you have to place it on the board, right? And so, if you wanted to, you could just stay frozen for as long as you want. Do you mean pause it while you hit a box? No, when you hit the box. Oh, you just until game, you place it, it won't do anything. Correct. The game just, it's almost like you're in a suspended animation. Right. Ah, the, the timer will stop and you'll just keep hearing the music, but nothing will happen until you place the box. So if you wanted to, you can use that technique to kind of be like, okay, I'm trying to get the lay of the land here. And I, I ended up doing that a few times. Yeah. Well, I think it goes without saying that we both love the game, but for the sake of tradition, even though this is the first episode, I'm going to ask you anyway, Vintage, should you play it or should you skip it? Play it, play it, and play it some more. I am going to echo that sentiment, but I want to hear from you guys. And of course, if you're familiar with the Cartridge Club, Cartridge Club, the Cartridge Club Prime and their three-word reviews. Well, I wanted to do a little spin on that. Since we're a smaller, more intimate podcast, I wanted to do the two-word reviews. So I shot it out to Twitter with the hashtag CCPortable and asked all you guys, hey, give me your two-word review on Donkey Kong. And we got uh, a lot of uh, people came back with their two-word reviews. I was really happy about that. So thank you guys for chiming in, and we're going to go through those right now. Brazzle the Gamer said, absolutely Perfect. Wow. Which is a theme you're going to kind of see 
Well, maybe not. I guess not. One other person says that. <laughs> or says something similar. Yeah. Uh, next, we got at Steven Eider. He said fancy jumping, which, of course, we covered all the many uh-huh. ways Mario can do his jump. Uh, Deej13, or at Deej13, Derek from Two Dorks, if you're unfamiliar, he says no continuity, which is true, right? Well, what does that mean? No continuity. Well, because Donkey Kong's a good guy now, right? After Donkey Kong Country. Although, what I'm, I'm, I'm looking back in the Nintendo Power, and what did it say? It said something at the beginning there about, uh, it's a reunion. The characters from Donkey Kong have returned to relive old times. Yeah. So is that like, is that like a family reunion? They're getting together and he's just like jokingly kidnapping Pauline? Well, yeah, and then do you remember at the end when you beat the game, it's like all of a sudden they're all buddies again? That's true. And I'm like, what the heck is this? So I would challenge you, Derek, and say that there is continuity. Yeah, you're wrong, Derek. (laughs) Derek, you're wrong. Thanks for chiming in. (laughs) All right, moving on. Uh, At Flock of Nerds said monkey shenanigans. I'd say that's apt, yeah? I like that. Monkey I like that use of the sh- anytime you can get shenanigans in. Yeah. It's a good thing. Uh, and in a rare appearance on Twitter at buried on Mars <laughs> <laughs> chimed in and said dead battery. Now <laughs> let's uh, rewind and, and vintage. You said you had a story about a battery, correct? Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you tell us your little battery story? Okay. So when I first plugged in my copy into the GBA, and I played the first level and I tested the save. It didn't work. So I was like, okay. So I opened her up um, and I found, you know, the, the, where the battery was. And the problem with this thing, it's not like you, you can't just pull it out and put in a new battery. Because when Nintendo did this, they like, they like soldered the contacts onto the board. Um, and the only way to change the battery is you, you literally have to like pry them back. And I ended up breaking one. I I ended up breaking one of one of them. So (laughs) I got the battery out. I looked it up what kind it was. It was a pretty common one, like those little like coin batteries or whatever you call them. And so I also went on, uh, YouTube and I looked up like methods for changing out the battery. Um, I put the new battery in and then I, I soldered the thing and I'm not good at this at all, but I, I was able to at least solder the, the contacts back together. And then I took a little piece of electrical tape and put it on top there. Um, and then I closed it all up and, you know, the, the, the tape was to just like keep, keep pressure on the, on the contact so that it was hitting the battery. Uh, and then I put it all together test it out boom it was working um and so mars uh i had i had shown him how to do this i don't know if he actually went ahead and did it i think it's safe to assume he probably did not as his (laughs) two-word review is dead battery (laughs) but vintage i gotta say your commitment to the cc portable is astounding and admirable and you inspire me I would not be deterred from playing this game. That was a lot of work you went through to play that game. All right, so let's get back to those two-word reviews. At the Donovan Viper says, Barrel-O-Fun, 
really uh, pushing the limits on yeah. a two-word review. Yeah, Snuck I don't know about that one. That's disqualified. Well, I mean, technically. Oh, he, fun is not a word. <laughs> well, he wrote it that way, so I'm going to count it. He put it as an apostrophe. <laughs> Barrel of fun. <laughs> All right. At pmike404 said lunch break fun. I think further cementing our uh, view that this is a good portable game. Uh, that is also disqualified because lunch break is two word. <laughs> you know what? You know what's funny is I have this in Word and it does say that it's misspelled, but I didn't fix it uh? because I wanted P Mike 404 to get a shout out on the CC portable. <laughs> yes. But uh, spelling errors be damned. It made it on the show. Okay. At STC Pod, this would be Bill from STC Pod, uh, said Donkey Kong. That is the worst uh, two-word review. I don't think he understands. I think he's in the early stages of dementia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bill, what do you think? Donkey Kong. Terrible, terrible. No, that, that's not a, re a review. We want two words that review Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. <sighs> Thanks, Bill. Thanks for uh, joining us today. All right. At the Ramvox. The Ramvox. He says, inferior ape. Do you know what this is referencing, Vintage? I don't, but it appears that he doesn't like this game. I believe he does like the game, and he's just throwing some smack talk around because at the time he wrote this, we were going back and forth uh, smack talking each other before our big showdown on Retro Fandango. Um, and yes. he was saying how Rampage is such an awesome game, and I was saying Rampage sucks. Of course, there's a ape in Rampage and an ape in Donkey Kong, so I think to get back yeah. at me... He said inferior ape. All Hi. speculation. I could be wrong. Ah, uh, yes. Gotcha. I think that's why he said that. So thanks, Ramvox. Uh, but uh, Rampage sucks. Okay, moving on. At, I don't know how to say this, at JavGB1 or is it at JAVGB1? Who's this guy? I don't know. But thanks for chiming in. Yeah, welcome to the club. Welcome. Uh, but he says white knuckle, which mm. is true, right? I had a little, I did have a little bit of that for sure. Maybe a little swearing and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, a few yeah, times, there, were, a few there were moments. And then finally we have at Retro Nonsense, they said classic fun. Couldn't agree more. True. You know who's, you know what's funny? Matt Bandy doesn't have a two word review. That's because he was too busy playing the game. <laughs> playing the game one and a half times. Yeah. Matt Bandy, oh, where is your two-word review? This is the inaugural edition of CC Portable, and you missed out on the two-word review? You're fired. And he was too busy making me a Donkey Kong uh, Perler bead thing. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? that yeah, I did. It looks awesome. Check that out on uh, Twitter. It's right. on my Twitter, yeah. and I've got it right here on my wall. It looks awesome. It's like, it's huge. It's, you know, because he's like, you know, He's Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. King yeah. of the jungle. King of the jungle. And that's it. That wraps up our discussion of Donkey Kong 94 on the original Game Boy. Uh, I think we covered literally everything about that game. We did. We covered a lot. Yeah. Now, one of the things I want to do as part of CC Portable is recommend other games that are similar to the game of the month. So, uh, in this case... 
If you liked Donkey Kong 94, you might also like, and this is an easy one, Mario vs. Donkey Kong for the Game Boy Advance, which is the sequel to Donkey Kong, if you didn't know. Mm. And you yeah. just got you just picked up a copy of that, didn't you, Vintage? I just got it. Yeah, did you I, did you play it yet? I tested it. Mm, what do you think? It looks gorgeous. It really does. Uh, oh, the colors and I mean it's like Super Nintendo graphics. You know, I mean it almost has a so uh, it kind of yeah. looks like um graphically like Mario RPG, right? Like mm. that kind of um pre-rendered or like Donkey Kong Country. It's kind of got that um, feel to it. No? I I didn't get that impression. Okay. But I I haven't played that game. Right. Well, I have and I love it and if you like this, yeah. you should go play that. And of course there's a couple more sequels on the DS after that. But that's the game I'm going to recommend you play next. Let's talk about CC Portable for a second. So next month, we are going to be playing Tetris DS for the Nintendo DS. And not only that, in the first ever Cartridge Club Combo, Combo Breaker, we'll be teaming up with none other than It's Rocket Sauce and the Beat My Score Challenge. So how fun is that, huh? Put, wow. Post your high score for Tetris. Worlds colliding. Worlds colliding. We were actually going back and forth today on what the rules are going to be. We're thinking it's going to be something like most lines, maybe the highest score. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still figuring that out. Maybe if you want to chime in. I don't think they'll be on the forums as of the release of this podcast, but they will be soon. So make sure you check the Beat My Score forums, and I'll probably put a link in the uh, CC Portable forums to get to that. But uh, very exciting Cartridge Club combo. And then, of course, uh, in August, we will be playing Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars on the DS as well. And then I am proud to announce for the first time ever what September's CC Portable game is going to be. Do you know what it is, Vintage? Um, of course you know what it is. Of- it's on the <laughs> outline in front of you. <laughs> it's Mega Man ZX, also for the Nintendo DS. I know we're playing a lot of DS games, but trust me, this game is so worth it. And the reason I picked it is because CC Prime will also be playing a Mega Man game. They're playing Mega Man 2 that month, so I thought, hey, let's double up the Mega Man. This is kind of like a, another Cartridge Club combo. Combo Breaker. If you didn't know, it's the first Metroidvania Mega Man game, and it's really fun. I've played it. This will be a replay for me, but if you haven't played it, you should go get it, check it out, and then come back in September when we play Mega Man ZX. Are you going to play along, Vintage? I don't have a DS. You don't have a DS? Do you have a 3DS? No. What? Nope. You got to get on that, dude. You are missing out. Sorry, it's the Cartridge Club. I only have cartridges and, I'm and discs. Sorry, what goes in a DS or a 3DS? What are those called? You know, those are like little cards, <laughs> like little memory cards. Yeah. Memory cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. What about your uh, your uh, Sega Master System, like uh, who who cards or Hue cards? Um, yeah. Throws a wrench in your whole cartridge collection, huh? (laughs) That's true. You got me there. I think that uh, is the perfect argument to determine whether or not you need to get a DS. Nah. 
I'm good. I can, somebody you send, guys have fun. Guess, no, guys this is fun. unacceptable. Somebody out there, send Vintage a DS. No. This is, you, you're going to miss so many cartridge or CC portable games. Well, that's okay. I mean, I hardly ever play any of the club games to begin with. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> but speaking of the Cartridge Club, check out the forums at cartridgeclub.org and you can share all your experiences alongside us. I want to thank everyone who chimed in on the forums this month. Uh, we had a lot of replies, responses, talking, discussion, a lot of it. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, more than most CC Prime games. Suck it, CC Prime! And uh, let's keep that going into the next months. <laughs> <laughs> As always, you can find me on Twitter, at Curtis Freisel, and you can let me know what games you'd like to play or if you want to be a special guest like my good friend Vintage here. And speaking of my good friend Vintage, you can find him on YouTube by searching for Vintage Video Game Geek, or if you want to get harassed by him on Twitter, you can find him at Vintage VG Geek. Do you have anything you want to say, Vintage? Well, I don't do that anymore. I'm I'm a nice I'm nice now. <laughs> you don't harass anyone anymore? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm very I'm very positive vibes now all the time. Give this man an Oscar. I believed every word of that. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you, Curtis, for for having me on, I'm really honored to be part of the inaugural episode, and I wish you the best of luck, sir. Well, thank you, and thank you. I am honored that you were on the inaugural episode of CC Portable. Everybody's so happy. There's a lot of honor going around. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. Thanks for being here, Vintage. endings are hard to do man welcome to the club that was a perfect ending <laughs> take it away mr vox <laughs> and i'm gonna be high as a kite by then